0: But some of y'all, would y'all talk to your son or daughter the way y'all comment on some of our posts? So I need need some of y'all to act accordingly, okay? What's up, Center fans? It's your boy, Jeremiah Hall here. Number 27 on the field, but number one in your hearts. I am here with my co-host, Braden Willis, number nine on the field. And we are the podcast on the prairie, presented by Per Me Media. Braden, episode five. What's going on, my
1: man? Episode five. Like I said last time, man, we chugging along, man.
0: Chugging along. Chuck. Chck Ch you know I actually look forward to doing these man it's like I don't know like I got I get to just express myself yeah you know, let' just
1: get ready to say that
0: it's like something unique I get to do it's not practice it's not a paper it's it's not you know something crazy or the news whatever's going on in the world you know I fairly enjoy making a podcast for the people
1: sounds like you're gonna be a commentator in the future huh
0: Bro, you know, the more I do it, the more I'm just like, why not? You it's natural what? for you, baby. I was talking to Trevor Knight last week, and he was just like, yo, like, I think you might be billed for it. And I was just like, I think so too. <laughs> like well, I, I had to I, look I, into that. Man, you know what? We're gonna uh we're gonna see where this thing takes us. You know, maybe we'll get signed by a major label or something, you know?
1: Hey. Hey, plan B, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> if, if ball doesn't yeah. work
0: out, we get on and talk about ball. So plan B, yeah. Man, all right. Moving along here, guys. A little update on our lives. Um, Today, I coached my uh, second seven-on-seven game for my uh, <laughs> master's program. And uh, we definitely blew the team out by like 55. Yo, so, Coach uh, Riley's
1: playbook, huh?
0: Yeah, yo. Running I'm it tell- up. Coach Riley's playbook is killing this thing, yo. Killing it. We we uh we run ruled him. So we didn't even play the fourth quarter. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Wow, no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh,
0: I, got, I got uh C. Kelly to come out there and and coach the boys up on how to run a zone. Uh-huh. And so I, I think it's a little unfair. They got Lincoln Riley's offense. They got speed, D's mindset, you know. I think yeah. we had like Four interceptions, four pick sixes.
1: Return, oh yeah, y'all return. just killing it out there. <laughs> we got some yeah. killers as coaches,
0: man. We got to watch y'all, man. Y'all gonna run with the whole league. Yeah, shout out to my boy Aaron. Uh, he played he played football in high school, and uh, he's our quarterback. And bro, he's he's a six five quarterback. He's out there balling like I think he could walk on.
1: <laughs> Real? Might need yeah. to get out there. I don't know, probably. though. You know, you know how I feel about, I'm probably about QB5. So, I mean, he probably had to take a seat behind me. But
0: You and this quarterback, <laughs> dude. Like, let it go.
1: Nah, I'm not going to lie. It... Sooner fans, look at, once y'all hear this podcast, go back and look at my high school highlights and then go in the comments and tell Jay Hall how I was. I was like that. I have an eight-minute highlight on huddle strictly for quarterback. I was the guy.
0: Yes, I I know this, bro. I I so you. Have my full support, bro. Like I'm just I know you were probably. If, it means anything to you. My first wildcat play was also a thirty-five yard touchdown. <laughs> right. So, let's see what else we got going on. I got verified this morning.
1: Oh yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. You're big yeah. time now. I saw that.
0: Yo, um, Tank got verified. Antoine got verified. Um, I think Kennedy got verified. I don't know if Kennedy was already verified or not, but wow, I
1: didn't get verified, so I don't know what's going on with that.
0: <laughs> oh no,
1: I need to make a call, huh yeah, so I so you need to make a call I need some some sooner fans to follow me i need I need the whole deal, man. I don't know what's going on, but actually, yeah. I've got denied for you know a uh verification, so I mean, I don't know what's going on around here.
0: Right. So yeah, bro. I don't know either. I've got, I, uh, prior to this, I got denied on Instagram three times. So I quit. I did. I got denied on Twitter. So I quit. So, uh, finally got the Instagram one though. So, um, yeah, you're big time. To, Congratulations yeah. on that. You know, my next goal in life is to make sure you get verified. All right. We're going to have to do as something a, about it, man. As a captain, I will make sure that I'll, you get verified before the end of the season.
1: You know, I'd appreciate that. Well, um, I know last time we talked about you know the, the drip and everything like that uh Sooner nation you know it's it's been a rough week for me as far as the drip goes. you know, I had to kind of improvise on the fly. I had some pants coming in, and I shipped them from overseas they're from london, and i you know I expedited them i got the i i, I paid for the 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 fast shipping and everything like that. I guess COVID still messes stuff up because they did not come in on time. They came in on game day after like after we played. So uh, the whole week I'm looking at the shipping. I remember on Friday, or not Friday, Thursday it was in Capel Friday it's at OKC at a distribution center. I'm like, is it going to come in time or not? They didn't come in time. So I had to drown this weekend, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But hopefully, hopefully next weekend I will be dripping, hopefully. I still haven't put it on, put it all together, so I don't know how it's going to look. I may have to do a quick audible, but hopefully next weekend I'll be dripping. So we'll see.
0: Sooner fans, Friday night, Braden's telling me about his pants or whatever, and he's sitting there like, bro, they're in Norman. Like, (laughs) the day before the game, and they're in Norman, but he can't get to them because they're sitting at the post office in the middle of Norman. I'm just like, bro, like... (laughs) I don't, I don't think we're going to make this. I don't think you're going to be able to make this shake this time. So,
1: uh I didn't, man. I had to go with, it. you know, the basic fit, you know, the fitted the green fitted little uh white tee, NASCAR tee, you know, washed black denim and some uh Michigan State green dunks, man. You know, I had to go with the basics. So,
0: yeah. hopefully I still like the fit though. Like I, I still like the fit. I, I mean, it was it was okay, you know.
1: I mean, it's not necessarily super super drowned, but you know, it wasn't what I was expecting to do. So
0: hey bro, my motto is as long as you got the nice beard and a decent cut with a fresh smile, like you brushed your teeth that yeah. morning, you're, you're gonna beard you're covers going it up, bro. bro. <laughs> Funny
1: story, my mom doesn't like the beard, so uh What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. She's always telling me to cut it off.
0: Maybe you should go bald and then tell her that's like... <laughs> that's it's, it's essential then, yeah, huh? Like, yeah, yeah. At that point, like, you're just, well, mom, I have no other choice. I gotta know?
1: have it. I don't know, bro. You're still trying to get me on this ball train, but I'm, I'm not going for it.
0: Bro, within the next... about a, Before you're 30, it's
1: happening. I
0: don't know, man. My dad still has hair. We are gonna see. Ah, okay. Anyways, uh, around the country in college football. So you were telling me about this Purdue drum thing before we started. Yes, man, the Purdue
1: um, drum. Crazy. I don't, man, I don't think I've ever heard of a situation like this. The Purdue drum, Jay hall is the largest drum in the world. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, it's supposed to be about 10 feet tall, Weigh hundreds of pounds or whatever, but it's the largest drum. It's the largest world's largest drum. And uh so obviously, you know, it you gotta you gotta have somewhere somehow to bring it on the field, some way to bring it on the field, right? Well, their tunnel was too small for the for the drum to be able to come out their tunnel, the visitors tunnel. So they asked Notre really? Dame if they could come out of their tunnel with the drum. Not the team, just the drum. Notre Dame said, nope. Man, they selfish. Mm, mm. They gave him a little matumbo finger wag, nope. And then, uh, then afterwards, they posted a video on Twitter talking about drum roll and guys dancing to it and everything like that. Oh, it was sick, bro. They're they're really petty for that. So, yeah, man, that 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 was uh like I said, I've never seen that happen in college football. But I mean, I, I'm definitely here for it. Maybe that sparks a little rivalry between them too. Yeah.
0: The world's? You said the world's biggest drum. The world's drum. largest drum. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. You know, if, if you didn't know, I played trombone in high school, so oh, I know about, a little, about trombies, a little bit
1: about the You want to know what you sound you like? Know right now you want to sound like me talking about my quarterback, aspirations? all right? all right?
0: <laughs> uh, no, no, because I actually got like a couple small offers to play trombone in college. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them, so yeah, I don't know. I was, I, was, I was pretty good, you know, Sooner fans. I don't mean to brag or anything, but, you know, I was first chair in middle school. I was first chair in high school. I was a backup for the All-State band my junior year, I think it was, or sophomore year. Uh, Yeah. Um, Alex, uh, no, he just sent us he just sent me a message and was like cap. Nation, we're gonna
1: know. need to check the Carfax on this one. I'm gonna need some film, some check records, it. or something. I don't know about check this it. one.
0: Second, <laughs> I know all my skills still uh kinda maybe. See, see but, here's um, the here's yeah. the difference though. Unlike you, I have visual film evidence
1: of me balling oh. at Q. I haven't seen any evidence of you being first chair with the trombone. All
0: right. All right, okay. You got a point. You got a point. Okay. Moving on to uh next topic. Uh did you see the USC plane actually, and how I actually
1: did, my boy. I did. It tilted over.
0: For those of you who don't know, look it up while you're listening to the podcast. Don't pause it. Just make another tab and 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 type in USC plane. That's all you got to type in. So The plane popped a wheelie, apparently, after it landed, which is insane. Like, everybody was still on the plane. Nobody was injured. Nobody was hurt. But the plane was, like, the the front of the plane was, I don't know, like, 50 feet in the air or however many feet. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So, my theory is, while the plane was landing, I'm assuming the luggage and all that stuff, like, just shifted to the back? Because you would think this would have did this at takeoff, too, right? Like, scientifically or physically or?
1: I know. have no clue. I I mean, you're thinking way yeah. too far into it. I mean, you could probably figure out some, some type of, you know, reasoning, but I have no clue. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I thought planes were really well balanced out. So I don't know how a plane could pop a willy. So,
0: you know... Considering the plane's full of po- football players and people that weigh over like 250 pounds, uh anything's possible. What else we got here? Uh the Penn State
1: wideout. First off, great game. Second off, man, their their Penn State's wideout is probably one of the coolest things about college football, man. I mean it's nuts. You got a hundred, I think they broke the attendance for the 107, attendance record with 107,000. I'm not sure on that, but I mean, it's probably close. 107,000 is nuts, first off. Second off, you got everybody in white with the little white, um, what are those, streamers or whatever they're called, just waving those things the whole time, standing up, yelling. I mean, mean, I've uh, talked to B.A. About this, because he actually took a visit up to Penn State while he's being recruited, and He said that was the loudest stadium he's ever been to. Yeah. So man, them whiteouts are no joke, man. Those are serious.
0: I would love to see one of their uh, whiteout games. Uh, every year, it just seems like it's a great atmosphere. You know, I've never been up there. We're gonna have,
1: we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Actually, we had a whiteout. Um, what was it? Our my sophomore year, your junior year uh, versus Houston. Yeah. And that was actually really, really like, that was really dope. I wish we could do another one of those. So if anybody's listening, uh, yeah, let's make that happen again.
0: One more around college football, Bama versus Florida. Did you catch that?
1: I did, I did, I watched it. So I was, uh, I went to eat with my family after the game. And when I first peeked up at the score, it wasn't looking too good for Florida. It was 21 to three. And uh I guess someone in the uh restaurant requested a different game to be put on and so they put on another game and then I looked down to check my ch- check the ESPN app. Boom. It's like twenty to twenty three and I'm like, yo, what happened? Like like they're in a game now and this it's bro, that game was wild. It was a great game though.
0: I was in uh wait, where did you go to eat? Uh Dancing Crab. Dancing crab. I don't think I've ever been there.
1: It's popular with me. all the with all the guys now, the young guys. They they're the ones that told me about it, like Rio and them. For real? Yeah.
0: I had the was it a seafood?
1: Spot? Yeah, it's a it's a seafood place. I actually saw the uh, I actually saw uh Cody Jackson there and his family, so
0: okay. shout so out to Cody Me and uh me and Kennedy went to BJs. Um I really wanted a pazuki, and uh my dad wanted to go there too but I wasn't even watching the game you know as a matter I don't know if I've ever told you about my mom but my mom watches a lot of college football bro like ever since I taught her the rules of the game like she just watches more than me so I'm not even watching the game (laughs) next thing I know the whole restaurant is going crazy um mom's pointing at the game I'm like all right all right I'll watch um and then I see the last what I guess basically the last play of the what was it the two point conversion, mm-hmm. bro? I don't know what the quarterback's rules was. Yeah, he gotta let that thing go.
1: Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what was going on with him either. Me and my uncle are watching that, and he's like, like you gotta decide, man. You either gotta let bro go ahead and take it, or you gotta pull it. You see, one or the other. You can't <laughs> you can't do that. You gotta give. You gotta let the running back get a little steam, you know, ahead of steam before he hits that. Hits that line of defense, so I, I don't know what was going on with that. Like I said, I don't know his keys or nothing, but I know that probably wasn't in the game
0: plan. Uh good game though. The quarterback played a good game for Florida um, up until that that part. Anyways, moving on to our game. So uh, we pull out the dub, man. What do you? What are your uh, overall thoughts on the game? I I had fun out there. I had a good
1: time. Uh, The the Sooner Nation was rocking. The Palace was electric. It it was fun being out there, man. Uh, It doesn't get much better than that. Old-time rivalries, you could definitely feel it. You know, it felt like a rivalry, whatever the case may be. A shout-out to Nebraska. They came out to play, you know. They definitely didn't lay down or anything. They definitely played a great game. But, yeah, man, that, that felt like an old-time rivalry to me. You know, and, and here's the thing about rivalries, and you know this. Rivalries can go either way. It doesn't matter what is going – you know, whether the outside conditions or whatever the case may be. Rivalries can it's – it's a rivalry game, man. Everybody's going to put their best foot forward. So, that's definitely what we got. And, you know, I'm just glad that we came out with the dub, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, especially in games like that, you know, when – uh. OU versus Texas, OU versus Nebraska, you know, it doesn't matter if both teams are ranked, both teams are unranked. Mm -hmm. In our minds, that's like number one versus number two. Like, it could be the national championship. Like, that's how hard fought the game is, and that's how physical the game is. So, um, overall, we got the dub, but we're going to look at some key points here in the game. So, I'm going to run us through the first half. Um, So, we march down, open and drive. Uh Tutty, the, the QB sneak. We get that. And then uh the offense goes kind of on a drag. You know, we had a we had a punt, uh missed field goal, uh, another punt. Man, we I think in my opinion, we were just shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, we did a great job on the first down da- of
1: the first possession. We did a
0: great job yeah. on the first possession of converting on third down. You know, it's a 15-play drive. I think it lasts somewhere between seven minutes. A solid drive, and um, then from there, you know, we just can't get third down afterwards, and yep. we start to stall out, lose momentum. Man, that's just that's it's it's never good. You know, the missed field goal didn't help. So, uh, Nebraska, Nebraska was flying around to the ball, but I don't think they did anything, you know, in particular that was special that we that we couldn't handle, but, um, they did play a good game. Uh, our defense, um, they kept us in the game big time, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, seven to three at the half, man. Sheesh. Speed D was out there. Balling. Yeah,
1: man. man. They, they could, they definitely kept us in that game. Uh, shout out to speed D shout out to, you know, everybody out there, but man, they, they, you know, they came out there. They did their things. You know, we got to, you know, pick up the slack. You kind of got to play complimentary ball. I, I feel like we need to work on that. You know, I think we need to be more complimentary when we play. You know, defense does their thing with offense. We need to go ahead and come on. Special teams following behind that. So that's something we could definitely work on. But hey, baby steps, man. It's still, you know, early in the season. So
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. Let's see. Going on to the. To the second half, your boy two seven second touchdown of the game.
1: First one, first one for you of the season, and then first one for our position group, man. How does it feel,
0: man? You know what? I was just happy to get us something going, man. Like I wasn't in that moment. I didn't even think about the touchdown for me. I'm just sitting there like, all right, let's just go back to the sideline. We we got a whole other game to play. Mm -hmm. Normally, I'm like going crazy for a touchdown and. And all these thoughts are going through my mind. That one, bro, I was, I don't think it, I don't think I was grateful for the touchdown until after the game was over. I'm like, all right, I just scored in OU versus Nebraska. Like this will probably live on for the rest of my life. But in that moment, I was just, I was trying to get us going, man. Yeah. I was, I was excited for us. And I'm I'm glad we got a little bit of momentum. So yeah, like you said, first one for me, first one for the room. And uh Hopefully, we get some we get some more, man. We got to get you one. We got to get Stogner one. And the, the tight end H-back room needs to get yeah.
1: yeah, They're coming, man. They're coming. This is at the right time, man. God's going to make it happen. For sure.
0: I'm not, I'm not even worried about it. So, uh, let's see what happened next. So, Nebraska scores. And then, Patrick Fields. All the way to the house. We get the extra two points. And it's 16 to mm-hmm. 9. Bro, that was my my
1: old roommate, man. Isaiah Cole on the block. Great penetration up the middle, man. Uh, I mean, I mean, Isaiah Cole is a force, man. That boy is strong. You know, this we both know this. We've seen him lift. He's that boy is strong, you know. Force up the middle, block the kick, it goes in the air. Pat Fields catches it. The rest of the defense goes out there. And like forms like a a whole shield for him running down the sideline, man. Now, I mean, that play was textbook perfect, man. It couldn't have gone any better than that.
0: This is why you never take plays off.
1: No, for sure.
0: A field goal yeah. is just a, another opportunity to go out there and make a play, and and I'm proud of I'm proud of the D line especially for for getting that movement. You know, I think honestly, tell me your thoughts on this. I think the blocked PAT was a way bigger play and a way bigger momentum changer than DJ Graham's interception. What do you think? Oh, What's your take on that? Um,
1: I think, I think it just depends on how you look at it. Okay. I think if you're a fan, you might go with the, you might go with the interception. Now don't get me wrong. The interception was spectacular. I mean, that, you know, once in a lifetime type of pick. I mean, that, that was crazy. But at the same time, if you look at it from a, uh actual football standpoint, that momentum that we got from that blocked PAT man. And that, you know, those two points were huge. You know, those two points were huge. It got us going, got the stadium all fired up, got our sideline fired, fired up. I mean, I don't know if we did, or almost did uh, get a, a sideline penalty. So Man, I think I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the block pat. Even though you know, all props to DJ, that pick was crazy.
0: Yeah. Speaking of, all right, so we we can't just leave DJ hanging like that. The interception though. The interception though, Oh my god. He also,
1: actually got shouted out what? by uh, Odell too. So you know.
0: Bro, oh yeah, KD was in the comments too. Oh, Bro. KD he was in there. <laughs> I didn't see I, KD think uh i think it was house of highlights or the bleach report i don't know i was checking all of them because i'm like yo like this has to be the catch of the century like not just the interception of the decade not the interception of the century but the catch like just point mm-hmm. blank period like bigger than odell bigger than any randy moss catch like bro i have never seen anything like
1: yeah this that was ever. spectacular man shout out to dj I mean, that just kind of left me speechless. I was, I bro, when that happened, I was on the sideline, I was kind of by our bench. I was actually standing on our bench, you know, where we sit down and I was standing watching it and I saw it and it kind of left me speechless, man. Like, I didn't even know like what to do. I just kind of like, was just standing there like with my mouth open, like everybody else was jumping around. I was just kind (laughs) of like,
0: it was crazy, man. I think I was on, like, the other side of the field. Like, I think I was on, like, the 40-yard line on the other side of the field. And I saw that and just took off running. Like, my emotions were going through the roof. You know, I think a lot of people were saying, like, why would you catch it on fourth down? You could have just batted the ball down. Yo, he made a great play. Like, in that moment, like, he made a great play. Like, we won the game – he made a great play. Like, I don't even want to hear no talk about that. Like, in an ideal world, blah, 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 blah. This is not an ideal world. This is football. The kid made a huge play, and I'm going to ride with him every single time. I'm a. I'm a I'm a go, I'm going a, I'm to a say, go make that catch every single time. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, that's definitely, what? and
1: I mean, that's what we're out there to do. We're out there to make plays, you know, whatever the case would be. That's when your reactions take over, you know. That's when you just, your body takes over. And then also at the same time, like, with him being catch, that's a for sure us getting the ball. Say he tips it, doesn't get a good hand on it, it goes into the receiver's hands. Like, there's just a whole lot of possibilities with the other one So, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, we joke around like maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't it didn't give us the best field position, but at the same time, man, hey, we needed that, man. That that was big momentum for us, so.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. So, Southern <clears throat> Nation, we get the win in the OU Nebraska rivalry. You know, I think I'll for sure appreciate this game a little bit more one day when I'm older and uh and am able to look back and just say, like, I was able to, you know, participate, you know, lead mm-hmm. and uh, just have a good time and a rivalry that used to be so dynamic.
1: Oh, man, for sure. You know? I mean, and it, it got a little bit dynamic there at the beginning, the pregame, the little John incident, you know? Yeah. He was standing at midfield, like, you know, ready to get after whatever the case may be. And I don't know about everybody else, but that's always yeah. one of my more, you know, favorite parts of the game. So, you know. Like I don't condone it, but I'm not mad if it happens either. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I know you're that type of guy. You know, you're, you're for sure that type of guy. I'm. I'm honestly, I'm not. I'm not that, that type of guy. You know, I'm a. I'm a hype my teammates up, but I'm just. I'm just never been that type of person. I think, you know what? what I'm
1: saying? I think it's good for us to talk about this because I wonder. I wonder if people like really like yeah. wonder how we are on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like how our personalities are on the field because they don't get to see that, you know? I'm definitely that guy. I was going to say I'm completely opposite. I'm the guy. I got to get myself going, man. I'm the trash talking, you know, like I'm the trash talk king, I guess. Like I I love it, man. Like game day comes, like, and people, I mean, even my own team, like, you know, obviously, guys on offense know because they're on the field. with Me, mean, like defense, doesn't even know like how I get like on the game days. Like I'm in that mode, and Jay Hall knows. Like I, I just get in that mode, man. I'm, it's a different beast when nice as out off the field, man. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? But when it's when it, it's come game time, man, I'm in that mode. I just I got to get myself going. I turn it, you know. I just turn it. I just turn into a different beast, man. I don't know.
0: No, I definitely understand that. I think. I'm more of that guy when, like, the game actually starts. You know, as a matter of fact, after we scored uh, that first touchdown, and, you know, everybody was getting up. You remember that guy that was – I don't remember what number it was, but that guy was, like, all mm-hmm. in your face or whatever. Um, Yeah. Yelling all at you. So, I'm like – he said something. I can't remember what he said. Oh, he said, like, what y'all going to do, blah, 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 blah. And, bro, the fact that he was in your face while you were sitting there trying to help a teammate. Bro, that made me so mad. I oh, started no. yelling and now he had a very reason to
1: do that. <laughs> I, I won't state it on camera. You know what all happened that play. If they really want to know, they can go back and see it. But you know, some stuff happened, and I'll just say I got the better hand on him. And then you know that that's, that's what real. happened. So we'll just leave it at that. But yeah, it, I mean, I, I, but I after care. the play, I don't care. Like it's over. Yeah. With, you know, I was so I was just walking off. I let J-Hall did the talking for me on that play. So. <laughs> I appreciate you, brother.
0: Yeah, y'all, the ref came up to me. He was like, come on now, two seconds. We got a long game to play. Come on, cap. I'm like, yeah, 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 blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't care. Um, you know what else I thought was cool before we move on? Did you, obviously, Trey Young was there, right? Did you see him? Did you see the chain, bro, was wearing?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, the ice, the ice tray, uh chain. Yeah.
0: Yo, yo, Trey. I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but sooner Nation, Y'all tag him in the comments when y'all hear this. It tell that boy Trey, that chain was icy. Like, bro, like, I'm talking, they put him on the big old Jumbotron, and the thing is glistening.
1: Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sooner Nation, for me, tag him, and go ahead and tell him, let me get one of those chains, too. So, yeah, go ahead and do that for me, please.
0: <laughs> All right, Sooner Nation, that is the Nebraska... Recap our lives and uh, so on and so forth. So, we're gonna go go on to our next part of the show. And uh yeah, stay locked in with us. So, guys, growing up, cereal was one of my favorite parts of breakfast, man. Especially as a snack, you know, Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops, all of that. But when I got to college, I had to give it up because I realized it was just full of sugar and. A bunch of unhealthy stuff.
1: No, I definitely agree, Jay Hall. Cereal is my go to. It was my go to midnight snack, man. Like you said, Being a football, college football or a college athlete, man, you kind of got to put that stuff down. And I use that as my late night snack. So it was kind of difficult trying to come up with something, you know, to replace that midnight snack because, you know, we're gaining weight or we're trying to maintain weight. We got to eat something right before we go to bed so, you know, we can get those four meals a day or whatever the case might be. But, man, ever since we got Magic Spoon, man, been able to eat my late night cereal, man. Magic Spoon is great, J-Hall. It has zero grams of sugar. 13 to 14 grams of protein, you know we need that protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's only 140 calories a serving, it's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb, and GMO free. There's a variety pack, it has multiple flavors, cocoa, like a fruity, fruity mix, uh, frosted, and peanut butter.
0: What I like about it, bro, is that if you mix, like, the cocoa and the peanut butter, it tastes like a peanut butter cup, like Reese's or something, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, like Reese's, yeah, huh
0: It's high in protein, so after a workout, you know, I sometimes eat it during the day. So, anyways, y'all, Magic Spoon, it's the new and upcoming cereal, for real. For real, though, y'all should go to magicspoon.com to grab a variety pack and try it. Uh, Be sure to use our promo code, Prairie, that is P-R-A-I-R-I-E, at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon, man, they're so confident in their product. They'll even give you a refund if you don't like it. No questions asked. Shout out to Magic Spoons for sponsoring the pod. And uh, go grab your box, y'all. All All right, Sooner Nation. Next up, we have West Virginia coming off a big-time win versus number 15 virginia tech um 150 plus rushing yards uh good good action on offense flying around on defense uh to be honest with you guys um it's sunday for us sometimes we record on monday sometimes we record on tuesday so we'll have a different perspective on the team whenever we do so we haven't got a chance to look at them though but uh just looking at their record, you know, they played, um, I think it was a number 10 Chapel Hill week one. Uh, Virginia Tech did, and uh, Virginia Tech beat up on those boys. And then uh, West Virginia just beat up on Virginia Tech. So I know each game is 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 different, so you can't really say that West Virginia would have beat Chapel Hill. But, uh, you know, they're playing some good competition. So that's all we got on them. 6.30 uh, p.m., though this coming Saturday make sure you guys are there rocking in the palace um speaking of which I don't know if we mentioned this earlier but we did have a guy come down to uh our section right before the game and and uh yeah he told us he watched the podcast and uh we didn't get his name man I should I should have ran over and got his name I kind of feel bad now yeah, if you're uh, listening
1: to this, please drop a, drop your uh, name. And, uh, I mean, obviously we'll have your Twitter name, but drop your real name, and then we'll give you a shout-out on the next podcast. But he came to where we were warming up in our section and said what's up to us, and, you know, we we waved at him and, you know, gave him the horns down sign and everything like that. So, yeah, shout-out to a guy. He was wearing a, uh, a crimson shirt. So, shout-out to him. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to communicate with him and all that other good stuff. But, yeah, we need more people to do that because that was actually really cool. So let's let's get that going.
0: Yeah. Um, I think we might need a better description than a crimson shirt, Braden.
1: Well, yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah, I guess everybody's wearing a crimson shirt.
0: Yeah. Um, honor code, Honor code, please do not say it was you if it was not you, all right?
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Trusting you Yeah. Now that I think about it, it's hard to give a description at a football
1: game, man. Everybody's wearing the same thing.
0: He had a he had <laughs> a nice looking beard going on. So I'll be looking. He did. Him. He had a nice looking beard. Yeah. So uh if you're listening, uh I know you are. Uh just shoot us a message and uh we'll see if we can do something special for you. Um appreciate the love that actually put a smile on our faces prior to the game. So yes, yeah, in nation, come on down and uh give us a shout pre-game, all right. So moving on, listeners submitted questions. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, we take questions every single week on Twitter or Instagram or email us, email us questions at pod on the at gmail.com. So the first one, uh, I think I'm gonna do the first one, okay? NickOD20, NickOD20 asks, When you watch football for fun, are you able to watch as a fan or are you always dissecting schemes, watching it like watching film? Nick, I cannot watch football as a fan. It is hard, bro. It is hard. Like, I'm just not built for that anymore. Like, it's hard for me to actually enjoy a football game now. Like, it's it's very difficult which is why, honestly, I, I don't watch football as much as I used to. You know, I remember sitting um, sitting with my, my family on Saturdays in high school and just watching football all day long. I remember, I think it was my sophomore year. This might have been like 20, 2014, 2015. It was one of Clemson's national championship runs, and we did not miss a game. And um, now I can't. There is no way I can do that. Like we were talking about the Alabama versus Florida game earlier, and, um, you know the play with the uh, the quarterback not letting the ball go, um, and giving his running back an opportunity to score, and I and I saw that, and I was just like, man, like I I understood the play. It was read option, but. I was just frustrated that the running back didn't get an opportunity, like I can't just sit there and enjoy the game and say like "Oh, like Bama made a made a good play. I'm always watching the offense. I don't watch the defense at all like I don't watch the defense. I'll watch a big hit or whatever, but yeah, I'm no longer a fan of football. It's just film is a film session is just built into my mind, Brady. Right? I don't know, but what do you think? Can you watch as a normal fan
1: uh no. I agree with you. Uh, this is why I told you when it's all said and done with, whenever my playing career is done, I will not be becoming a coach because that's all that happens when you play football. When you watch football, you just start dissecting it. I mean, like you said, I i mean, I, don't get me wrong. I still enjoy football. I still watch it. I still watch the NFL and everything like that. But it is very hard to watch it as a fan and just watch for the exciting plays. Instead, I'm watching for – like, I remember there was one time I was watching football with my family, and I think the running back, like, didn't hit a hole or something like that. It was something that happened with the running back. My family was blaming the running back, and then here I come. Well, uh, actually, if the tight end cut off the C-gap – the end wouldn't have been there, and then he would have, you know what I'm saying. But it's it's, it's stuff like that. So no, nah, I can't. You can't enjoy, you can't enjoy football, watching football games as a player. So that's why, like I said, after my playing days are done, I will be going back to being a regular fan of
0: football. Yeah, definitely second that. I can't even watch a high school game. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, you got the next one. Yeah, I do. So.
1: We got Jamie, and Jamie asks, how do you handle fan criticism after a loss or a close game? Well, Jamie, I handle it by not even looking at it. So I stay off social media after games. Really, I stay off Twitter because Twitter is the most um, – I don't know how to explain it, but that's where the fans Evil go to bed.
0: world we live in. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Twitter is a – Twitter can be
1: a uh, dangerous place after a uh, loss or a close game. So I stay off Twitter. Uh, I don't really worry about it. You know, it's not that I can't handle it. It's just that I kind of really don't care to handle I it. I definitely so. feel
0: the same way. You know, I don't even look at it until Sunday, sometimes maybe Monday. You know, I think Eddie, um, my ball guy, Eddie, he uh, he always asks. So, um, or I think it's, no, not Eddie. Uh, it's I think it's probably Jason that asked. I can't remember. He's one of my favorite uh, media guys, but anyways, he's always like, "So sooner fans, now that it's Sunday, how are we feeling?" And then there's always like a whole bunch of funny comments and uh, gifs and all this crazy stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, bro. I, I can't, I can't do it. It'll mess up, it'll mess up your mind if you go through those comments. Like even if we win, like. You would think that the world was ending. Like some people are just cruel. Oof, man. I mean, I, I
1: I love it. I mean, Sooner fans expect a lot out of us, but you know, sometimes, sometimes a close game at OU can feel like a loss. Sometimes, and that's
0: you know, that's different from
1: most places. It's
0: definitely a good problem to have, but yeah. you know, no, I I can understand the pressure and everything, and I do. I will say, I do live up to it and so uh yeah but some of y'all would y'all talk to your son or daughter the way y'all comment on some of our posts so i need i need some of y'all to to act according okay so uh i don't think it's our fans i don't think it's the pod on the on the prairie fans but uh yeah anyways um next question patrick roseborough i hope i said that correctly Other than just scoring points, what are things that the offense looks at to judge if they played well? All right, Pat. Uh, there is a lot that goes into it. You know, every play there is execution that needs to be done by all 11 players. Right. So I'll I'll give you a perfect example. Um, you guys may not, some people may have noticed this, but some people may have not, but, uh, I think there was a play where we were in two by two and um, I think I ran a 10 to 12 yard curl route and Mario ran a hitch route on the outside. Right. I'm not saying that I played this wrong necessarily, but um, as soon as I got my eyes around, I saw that Spencer had thrown the ball to Mario. Right. And um, Mario was on a five yard hitch, so he got the ball faster. If I had ran straight towards Mario instead of, like, taking a quick second to turn around and look to where my guy was, I might have been in position for him to break the tackle or not even break the tackle, but get the block, and then he go around me, make another guy miss, and, um, you know, go on to score. So it's not necessarily all the things we always do right or the blatant things we do wrong, but it's small plays where it's like, man, like, maybe if I had, you know, relentless effort the entire play rather than taking a split second off or, you know, making it a bigger block rather than just being in your spot. So there's always, you know, smaller things that you can look at to be a better player and to make the offense better as a whole.
1: No, I agree. I agree. Well, Jay, we have one more question. This question comes from Colton Rector, he said, what is the toughest road game you've played in at your uh, OU career? The toughest road game. That one's hard, man. We've been in a lot of uh, shootouts on the road, you know, over the years. But uh, And I love playing on the road. You know this. We talked about this in a previous episode. But my favorite, I I would say the toughest place to play in our conference was probably Iowa State, maybe, or West Virginia a couple of years ago, Iowa State's always tough to go up there and play, man, you know, especially especially it just you know sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's hot. Iowa's weird, I don't know, you know, it's just they got long grass, they got weird bugs, you know, it's they got rowdy fans, I mean it's just you know it's just a weird place, you know what I'm saying, not not you know dissing anybody that's from Iowa or anything but. I like going up there playing playing uh, Iowa State. That's probably the toughest place to play. The toughest games that we've played in on the road, probably Baylor a couple years ago, the comeback win, and then uh, West Virginia 2018. Speaking of West Virginia this week, West Virginia 2018 uh, with Kyler and everything. So those are probably the two toughest games that I have been a part of. But I'm going to have to go with Iowa State, the toughest place to play in our conference.
0: Bro, yeah. Um I would say Baylor's a tough environment just because Baylor sometimes feels so compact, you know, their student section is right behind us going hard the entire game. Like they don't let up. So uh yeah, Baylor's tough when they're packed and sold out. Um I know West Virginia, their fans are are tough simply because my parents told me, you know, um there's been some brawls up there in, in the stands. So Uh, From a fan standpoint, uh, yeah, West Virginia's fans go hard. So I think it's just, you know, the Big 12 overall, any environment can be tough. And uh, that's what I do love about the Big 12. So I hope we, uh, we answer those questions pretty well. Guys, that's all we got for episode five of the podcast on the Prairie. Thank you for listening. Guys, we have merch coming soon. So stay tuned. You know, you might be able to grab a T-shirt or a hoodie. You know, you might get something that says "Dripper drown. You know what I'm saying? You know, number, I'm 27, number one in your hearts. You know, you might get some slogans. You know what I'm saying? And
1: then I can better recognize you instead of just saying you're wearing a red shirt.
0: Yeah. You know, you don't have to come all the way down to the, to the, uh, I guess, field level and and say, hey, we can just wave at you from afar because you're wearing our merch. So uh, that'll be cool. Shout out to our producer, Alex, for putting this all together. This is presented by Per Me Media. And yeah, that's all we got. We love you guys, Sooner Nation. Nine out. Love y'all.